This is In the Blind with Combat Waterfowl. We're your hosts, Robert, Cody, and Andrew. We're service beats commitment. We invite you to join us in the blind. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of uh, In the Blind with Combat Waterfowl. We got myself, Robert Brewer, Cody Shanes, and we got two special guests with us, uh, Reed Jones and Jake Van Dyke. Uh, so we're excited about that. Ready to kick this thing off. What's going on, guys? What up? What's going on? Dwayne, are you with us? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. These little AirPods, they they fall out of my ears. They're, like, too small for my ears. When you got big ears, so it happens. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, man. uh, We we brought you guys on because y'all are the resident experts on uh, on redheads for the coast. Everybody knows that if uh, if you want to kill a redhead in North Carolina, so we we're here to pick your brain about the uh, operation that is the core sound division of B and B Waterfowl. So uh, I'll let you guys do a little introduction, tell us a little bit briefly about yourselves, and uh, and then we'll kick this thing off for real. Oh, uh, what all you want to know? Uh, anything you want the public to hear. Oh, uh, hell, I don't know. Jake Van Dyke, um, uh, spent time in the Marine Corps, uh, while I was in, uh, learned how to train hunt test retrievers. When I got out, I did some, uh, contracting, training off-leash IED detection dogs, and then left that world, came back to the to the competitive world, and uh, Reed got me hooked up with field trials. I used to just run hunt tests, and um, throughout that time, you know, I'd, I'd help out and guide and uh, stuff like that, and then really started. I did some open water hunting when I was uh, when I was enlisted, um, but then over the course of these last couple of years, uh, really been really been grinding into it and learning as much as I can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just trying to get out there and shoot birds in the face as much as we can. <laughs> I like it. you, old Reed? Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to first off say uh, this is not, like, really – we hadn't put much thought in this. We've been thinking about training dogs all day, and yeah. so I'm so, I'm apologizing in advance. But, yeah. uh, I, uh, <laughs> Reed Jones uh, – I was born and raised in Harker's Island. Uh, I've been guiding for full-time for, I think this will be my fifth year. Um, I'm also a, you know, retriever trainer. Um, I primarily do field trials and gun dogs. Um, That's pretty much it. I hunt ducks and train dogs to go get ducks, I guess. <laughs> no, that's legit, man. We're definitely gonna bring you guys back for a for a full blown dog training episode. We just uh we just really uh Cody will tell you we just talked dogs to death the last episode, so we wanna beat that stick too far in the ground. Plus I'm pretty interested to see uh the ins and outs and the dirty the dirty festivities of, of guiding ducks in North Carolina. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, we can't you know, when when you're a dog guy it's it's hard to turn it off, especially yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys know what we're doing up here. It's one track mind, but we're getting in duck mode. We're getting in duck mode. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. are they doing up there, Cody? I, I know you know a little bit about it too. Oh, uh, 
Well, I know that my dog's been having a uh, pretty rough two weeks so far, <laughs> but actually, sure, it is, re- this week has been way better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <clears throat> no, we I mean, we're you know, I guess to hit on what we're doing, I mean, we're grinding pretty hard. Um, you know, it's you know, like this morning we were up at four thirty uh, and on the road and uh, drove over to Minnesota and put in a long day's work out, you know, over there. Um, and here it is almost nine o'clock central time. And, you know, and, you know, we just got done with, you know, taking care of the dogs, feeding them, airing them out, you know, for the night. So, I mean, it's, and even then, even when we're done, you know, we go back in the house and we go, you know, we talk about the day and okay, Hey, you know, um, you know, maybe what can we do with, you know, dog A or dog B. So yeah, like Reed said, it's, it's hard to get our minds out of that because it's literally we're eating and breathing it right now. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, we're all about. I mean, we're just working hard, man. But we're all about. We're waiting for freaking. We're waiting for duck season. We're we're chomping at the bits. So I, I got a question. So like, what is your day consisting of up there? I mean, you literally. I mean, for the listeners that don't know, they literally packed up all their dogs and some clothes and drove all the way out to North Dakota to train dogs for two months. I mean, what drove you to do that? First of all, well, the, the num- it's Africa hot North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. The number one thing obviously is the heat. And, uh, I don't know, but there might be two guys around that have some dogs that, you know, are getting close to being able to run some field trials. And, uh, I don't know who those would be. Yeah. Uh, it'd be ridiculously expensive to, uh, you know, drive up here and do it. And, not to mention, you know, we're flatlanders at the coast, and the the we really struggle when we go run in the Piedmont and you know hillier areas because it's not something that we get to do every day. And right. you know, the training opportunities right. up here are just outstanding. Um, right. Yeah. You know, and it, like you know, like uh, Cody was saying earlier. You know, Mo had a had a rough couple weeks when he started out. He's getting better now, but imagine if you know that was a field trial the first time he saw something like that, and you know, his big thing was he didn't he didn't want to look up at the gun. Yeah, look um, up at yeah. the yeah. And uh, you know, that would be that'd be terrible. Your first field trial, and he doesn't even see the birds go down. Right. Um. So you know, thank God we're up here, but you know, day to day stuff is pretty much we get up. We don't always get up at four thirty, um, but <laughs> normally I'd say around normally around six. Um, air the dogs. Uh, then we we roll right into our pile work. And, you know, basics, the stuff that you guys' dogs are already through, and you know, you're like, when's it? Wh- when are they co- When are they going to be able to get March? You know, that kind of stuff. And the yeah, guys behind right. y'all are in that now. Yeah. Um, so we get that done, knocked out first thing. Uh, then we go out and we you know start chunking chickens and running blinds and uh good deal you know it depends it depends on how far uh you know how far we drive as to how many setups we can get in uh the goal is always for i'd be lying if i said we got it every day because you know corrections that kind of stuff you, you run out of daylight but then right. normally around 7 30 is when we're we're getting back um you know we feed the dogs up grill out something and pretty much go to sleep yeah um, no doubt that's pretty much it. But I know y'all want to talk about ducks. So yeah, I'm trying to change. I'm going to change the gear a little bit, man. I got this burning question because honestly, okay. dude, you know, a lot of people, 
a lot of people that, you know, follow us and, and surely, um, you know, people that are, are trying to get into the, to the waterfowl community and learn how to do it for themselves. A lot of people start out, um, going to guided hunts and, and going on hunts and you guys offer a pr- something pretty unique for the state. And, and, um, I'll let y'all elaborate on that, but, you know, a question that I had was what is the number one thing that a client does, um, that really just absolutely pisses you the hell off like what what is it like what is the number one what no-nos if you are a client and you're going to a guide operation what are those top three no-nos let's 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 each do it uh so obviously the i mean the elephant in the room is safety um i had a really good buddy actually get shot last year um that is the one thing that as a guide i won't tolerate if you know, if your gun's falling and hitting the ground and pointing at me, you know, it look, it happens. I get it. Um, but, you know, it, it's not something we joke about. Keep your gun safe. You know, do everything you can for everybody to be safe. That's number one thing. That's the only thing that I'll call a hunt for is safety. Um, right. So, obviously, I don't even know if you want to count that in your three, but... Uh, I want to get that. I want to get the stuff. I mean, obviously safety is number one. I want to get that, that stuff that, you know, that may not necessarily be on the safety brief, you know, like give me some inside things that get under your skin that really just piss you off. Like guys that bring like, like, you know, bags and bags and bags of food or, you know, or just well, all the ammo in the world. Well, being a fat man, yeah, being, um, being, being, being. snack guys are the yeah. number one favorite client. Yeah. <laughs> so don't hate on the snack guy. Yeah, we didn't get the dad bod by doing not, you know, not um, having a proper snack guy. Uh, honestly, yeah. all right, all right, I got one. Um, first off, I want to say I love all my clients. Y'all are great. Number one thing to piss me off in the morning is if you have a freaking headlamp on, yeah. and I'm, it's always at the worst time. You'll be riding, and Cody, you've at least hunted with me out there. And yeah. I mean, you know how it is. I like to keep it as dark as I can while still being legal. Um, yeah. And yeah. it's always you. You've been out there. You know how much stuff is out there, and you're really relying on your night vision and you know your eyes to keep everybody safe. Um, yeah. Well, it seems about the time that you go into a pound net or you're driving by a pound net and you know where it is, somebody's got a question for you and they turn around and look you right in the eye with their headlamp that is made for coon hunting and (laughs) the absolute brightest thing next to the sun in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is the number one way to piss me off in the morning. I guess, uh, you know, another thing that you hate it but you – you learn to deal with it a lot is missing. Guys, please go shoot some skeet before you come. Um, because the right. more birds you miss, the harder it is for me to make a living tomorrow. Right. Um, and, yeah, you got to think every time Every time you get a, a volley of birds that come in and your guys pull up and there's no birds dropping, even if there are a couple, you've just educated depending on the amount of birds that are in there. You know, so, I mean, yeah, that's a huge thing. If you're going to pull up freaking – yeah. You know, you should be drawn blood. Birds should be hitting the water. And, and, you know, like, if I were to go on a fun hunt with friends, you know, 2,000 redheads come in, we're we're going to have a, a great time watching them. Um, right. You know what I mean? And they're going to fly off, and they're going to come back in smaller groups, and we'll shoot into those. 
when, when you're guiding, you can't you can't say guys don't. This is the biggest spin of birds you've ever seen in your life. Don't shoot into them. You know, it, <laughs> right. it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so you know it, it. But when that happens, and you don't cut a feather, and there's two thousand that are locked up, you know, first I don't call the shot until they're hitting. You know, they're hitting the water in front, and uh, you don't do anything, and that happens three or four times in a day. You know, you should kill your redhead limit if two thousand birds come in the decoy. Right. Yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. So, I I would like to point one thing out real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but I know when <clears throat> when I went down there and hunted with y'all, yep. um, you know, obviously I I was you know I'm doing the, the the ultimate waterfowl challenge, so I have to shoot a Drake. And I remember, I mean, I was like, I I honestly have never had that many birds in my face before, and <laughs> it was overwhel it was overwhelming, and like I end up popping a hen and i'm like wow okay i can only shoot one more of these i better make it count uh so i mean because i think the limit was two right yeah 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 so i shot it i shot a hen on that first volley and i was just like dear god this is <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah i remember just thinking that was probably like it just made it like it was like oh now it's stressful you know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, and you know, the thing is, is, we, we understand that, you know, especially that kind of stuff. And, um, but to you guys' credit, if I remember correctly, the tide was way out that day. Oh, um, yeah. And the birds weren't, they, they weren't, we couldn't get the decoys far enough away from land. Uh, don't want to be <laughs> giving out too much, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, and they were they were coming down, but they weren't fully committing. Um, I thought you guys shot pretty good, honestly. Um, for you know, they were they were dipping into the decoys, but they weren't. You know, I wouldn't really call them committed birds. Yeah. Uh, and you know that that's a lot different to me than you know you literally have two thousand ducks locked up and you Sitting know on sit, the, water. the front of them sitting down, and that's when I like to call the shot. Is you know when the front birds are sitting. Because, you know, it, it gives people that are, and I'm sure, Cody, you know, you, you've seen it, you kind of yeah. get in a little bit of awe, and you, you're more watching than you're focused on killing. And yeah, I was definitely. So, so when people start standing up, obviously birds start flaring. A lot of times when you call the shot with the birds that are just sitting on the, you know, that are just sitting down, by the time that the shooting starts, those birds are already up and starting to fly away, but it, it leaves you birds that are in range. Um, I, I don't like trying to shoot at them on the water, honestly. Um, not not necessarily because I feel like it's unsporting because I like the I like to fool them that well, but because it's just so hard to kill them and you you know you wound twenty birds with one shot, um, and I'm not into all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it it was pretty skinny that morning when we went in there. I remember. Uh... Like you said, you know the whole headlamp looking back at you and blinding you. Um, I remember you said something about, "Yeah, we're in about two inches of water right now," and I looked over and I could see like sand underneath <laughs> me. Like, oh, yeah. I definitely uh, planted my feet into some decoys <laughs> and was yeah, like, I've... "Yeah, I was waiting on it," you know, <laughs> waiting on that yeah, motor. Um... But but I was waiting on the motor to kick up, but I forgot you have a jet, so it's a little. <laughs> yeah, um, that uh. 
I'll be honest with you. That morning was probably the – I really wanted you guys to get on a good hunt, and um, the smarter play would have been to, uh, you know, hunt offshore and, and hope one of those rafts that flew that way came. But I, I knew where they were. I knew where they were sitting, and I wanted to get you guys in there. And uh, yeah. luckily we were able to, but there was a little bit of white knuckling for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> When you got a completely flat boat with no prop or anything, and you feel the boat bumping grass lumps when you're going through, it's a little, it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, I tell you one thing I don't like is uh, is hunters not listening to the guides, and, and and that mainly comes down to when you do have birds that are coming in range and and working the decoys, and you tell everybody to you know get down. Um, you know, we're not saying it because we like to hear ourselves talk, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and you you get the guys that want to go, I can't, you know, like Reed, me, me and Reed were talking earlier and you you get guys that go, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't see them. I can't see them. You don't need to worry about seeing them. That's why you've got, you know, each of us on the end, Yeah. you know, um, you know we, we don't take two guides because it's fun. You know, we, uh, we almost always have two guides that are, um, especially in the bigger blinds, we sit on the edges and watch so that, you know, you don't get caught with your pants down. Um, and, and like like Jake said, you know, if you're standing up and you get caught, that's okay, but we tell you don't move. You know what I mean? Um, don't move doesn't mean flatten out on the bottom of the blind because you just flared them off. Right, right. Uh, and I'll let Jake elaborate some more. I don't want to hijack it. No, you're good. No, you're good. I don't care. No, I mean, like you said, if you get caught with your pants down standing up, just stay still. You know, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times we've we've all been caught with our pants down standing up and birds swoop by the front of the blind and, oh, crap, you know, and everybody just stay still. And everybody in the blind standing up and they still come in and they work just fine, you know. So, I mean. And that's that's what it comes down to listening because there's a difference in get down and be still. Right. You know, when they – once they come over top the decoys and they're, you, you know, when redheads work, it's one of the prettiest things in the world to me um, because they're, they've got to find the perfect angle for them, and it's not necessarily into the wind. Um, the land plays a big factor in it. You know, the blind plays a big factor. Um, and they do a bunch of twisting and turning. And, uh, you know, when they come over top the decoys the first time, they, they normally don't commit. You might have one or two drop out. But they're, they're going to go get what we call getting their heads together. Yep. Get the heads together, figure it out, and then, you know, the second or third pass will normally come in. And, uh, you know, when you're standing up and they come over, they're, they're eyeballing those decoys, especially the first time. You know, so just be still. Once, once they get by you, you know, we're going to tell you, okay, go ahead and get down because they're going to check their surroundings when they're, when they're turning. Um, but, you know... A lot of eyes will pick you out, but they will 100% pick you out if they see you trying to get down. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, movement, uh, you guys know, I mean, you guys are hunters. Movement kills you. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. And that's, like Jake said, just listen. Uh, I know it's exciting. Yeah. Um, look, I, I can't Hell, we tell still you. get excited. Yeah, yeah. there's a little screaming at the beginning of the year somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's exciting, and we get it, but, you know, we're not telling you to stay still and, you know, you think, oh, i got to get down. If you're paying a guide, 
you're saying I trust you guys to that you know what you're doing. Um, otherwise, you just go do it yourself, right? Um, yeah, right. So if you trust us and, you know, you take a scary boat ride with us in the middle of the night and, uh, you know, you do all this stuff with us, I promise you, the, everyone thinks guides have their own honey holes. We don't. <laughs> we want you guys to kill birds way more than we ever want to shoot another bird. Right. And right. we're not – we don't say be still – and, you know, that means that, mean that, oh, I know more, you know, get down. It's not like that. It's different hunting out there than it is other places, right. which is why you're paying somebody. So just listen to them. Yeah. You know, if you listen, I promise you're going to have the best chance. Um, not saying we don't screw up because we screw up, yeah. you know, everyone does. But, you know, it, it's from sitting out there since I was six years old. You know, I've seen it happen. I've got a really good idea of how many, um, you know, what's going to give you the best chance. And sometimes it is getting down as soon as you see them, and sometimes it's, you know, just stand there and take the odds of being still. Uh, and I think we've kind of beat this, or I've beat this horse kind of. <laughs> 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 I, got, I got some more tough questions to ask. Uh, I'm gonna really turn it on. So you you brought up you brought up paying a guide. So on the subject of paying a guide and the and the money exchange that goes down. Um, first off, I, it's a two part question. So what do you do, and how do you react, and how do you take it when you take a group of guys out? Let's just say a group of four comes down, and you know the conditions haven't necessarily been all right. I'm sure you know. Um, you let them know that ahead of time and you say, Hey, look, this is what we've been killing. This is the reports, you know? So they get to the ramp and they load up in the boat and they go on the trip. And let's just say it's a, a perfect combination of shit and nothing goes right. As far as the way the birds are working, you've done everything you can do. You've worked as hard as you can work. You know, you've gone and scouted for more locations, um, just to, to move them, just to try to give them a chance You get back to the ramp. There's no, there's no, there's no kill. Nobody pulled the trigger. How do you yep. deal with that with that client that says, "Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, I ain't, I ain't fucking paying." Like, how do you? Um. So for me, um, here's my big thing about that. Um, you know, if, if it is a situation where it is, you know, we've told over and over redundantly, um, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a grown on the ground. Jay handles it, um, and, and you know. Me and Jay, Verizon loses money on us um, through duck season. Um, we we are constantly on the phone because it's you know we have to be. Um, so if it's terrible, you know it's seventy degrees. Uh, you know it just conditions suck. The birds, I know they're not going to work. And you know Jay calls them two or three times. Hey guys, let's reschedule. Let's let's do something else. And they still want to come. Um, you know, that's a little bit of a different situation to me than, um, so I'll be honest with you. If, if I don't, if it's not like that and it's just a terrible day, the majority of the time I will be, because the biggest importance to me is being a guide is having my reputation. Right. Um, 
and I don't think there's anybody other than maybe one crew, and I'm not going to get into that, but anyways, um, I don't know anybody that's hunted with me um, that didn't, you know, I look, I've had bad hunts, no question about it, but I've always done everything I can to make it right, um, and people really appreciate that, and I've got clients that have come with me all five years because the first time it was terrible, um, and I said, hey, guys, come back and hunt on me. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to make it right. Um, because, I mean, it's expensive. It's, there's no question about it. Hiring a guide is expensive. Um, yeah, and, no doubt. You know, it, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. Come back. I'll show you a great experience. Um, and then I've even had some that were mediocre hunts the next time. And, you know, those guys still come with me every year. I get a huge number of repeat business, um, and, you know, that that's what I like. I like guys that know me, and, you know, they know what to expect, and that's that's important to me for everybody to be able to say at the end of the day, Reed Jones did me right. Um, right. And it sucks. I mean, trust me, it's, it's no fun well, going out there for free. Yeah, it's money lost, you know. It's money lost, time lost, you know. But, but yeah, it, like Reed said, at the end of the day, your reputation is there. And you're not going to jeopardize your reputation, and you know, and you're going to do what you can to be right, you know, and be right by them. So, yeah. so I got the second part to that question. I'm going to stir the hornet's nest even more. What What do you? What is your reaction? And what do you say to, um, you know, like okay, let's let's take any service industry, uh, for example. Let's say tattoos. Let's take burgers, like um, restaurants. You know, it, it's it's pretty customary in, in any sort of service industry to um to offer a gratuity right um so uh it's kind of become standard uh, and it has been standard in in the outdoor community with with fishing charters and and duck guides and goose guides to um for clients you know they they pay 100 150 200 250 dollars a day to hunt um and usually a tip is is kind of you know more or less implied um how what is your response to you know people that you know don't tip you know like what are your what goes through your head when it comes to to gratuity and and what is your take on that and you know um i guess does it does it really piss you off when when you you know put put your all into a hunt for the day and um you know you and jake have gone out there and done a lot of work a lot of scouting maybe changed locations maybe done whatever and you've gone the extra mile for a client you get to the boat ramp and it's hey man have a nice day uh thanks appreciate it um so I really, you know, Jake really needs to weigh in on this because, you know, uh, the majority of the tip money and that kind of stuff goes to, you know, goes to him or, you know, whoever's helping. Um, Because, I mean, it's hard work and, you know, like a mate on a fishing boat, you know, those guys deserve it Um, 100%. uh, You know, it really... uh, it's really not cool. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, there's not much you can really do other than, you know, uh, have a nice day and, you know, you remember it when they try to book next year and everyone's booking up really quick and they had a great hunt and they want to come back and hunt again. And, you know, there might not be that spot might go to somebody else, but, uh, you right. Know, but Jake needs to be the one to weigh in on this one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Way to pass that one off. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I would, I could say for anybody, 
um, any guides that, you know, if you go out there and, and you're putting in that work and, and you don't get, you know, a, a tip, you don't get any gratuity, yeah, I, they'd be lying if they told you they weren't upset. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a big tipper. You know, when I was, you know, making great money, when I was not making great money, and I was a freaking E2 in the Marine Corps, I still tip great, you know, if the, especially if the service was good. Right. Um, you know, so to me, that's always been a big thing. Um, you know, hell, going on, you know, fishing charters, you know, um, my brother will come out and he'll, he'll freaking pay for the whole boat and he'll throw a tip on there and everybody else adds a tip. You know, even though he throws a 20% on there, you know, everybody still adds to it. So to me, tipping's big. Um, but really, I mean, you know, again, they don't, I don't know if they really understand the work that goes into this, you know, um, you know, countless hours out, you know, we're out there looking and, and, you know, making sure decoy spreads are right, maintained right, uh, the boats maintained right, um, you know, everything's right. The blinds are right. You know, brushed in right. You know, they they don't understand the countless hours that happen when they're not there. Um, right. Not to mention the hard work that you do, that you put in when when they are there. You know, so I mean, well, a, a lot of you know, a lot of guys go out there and they they see your one blind and right. uh, you know they they sit down and you know have a good time and that's what they see. But what they don't see is and, you know, they're, wow, the wind's perfect today, and, you know, all this is, everything's perfect. We're right where they want to be. Um, it, it, you're not lucky. It's not that lucky. Right. There's 20 other ones, you know what I mean, right. that have to be maintained just as well. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that there's a lot that you don't see. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch you don't see. So, I mean, now I, I get it, like, kind of, kind of going back to you know your first part of that question you know i get it if it was a rough day um you know and uh you, you know you, you didn't kill as many birds as you wanted to or you know you didn't kill any um you know i, I can understand it um but at the end of the day the, you know like you said the work is still there um, right. You got for five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you heard that, but I mean, we had a we had a group of guys that went out and they freaking hammered them, and they go to pay and and literally asked us for change if we had a change for a five. You know, Man. and it was like, yeah, and it was like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, and so like, you know, everybody normally runs with cards, you know, and. And so we're like, I'm like, oh, I got three bucks. And he's like, I got a dollar, you know, we're like, are, are you good for one? Like, are we good for a dollar? You know, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know. Take out next year. Yeah, so I mean, but yeah, like, you know, going back to what Reed said, you, you know, you remember that stuff, you know, and, and we've had guys that still tip us on mediocre days. Why? Because, you know, they see us out there bringing in rigs, you know, massive amounts of decoys and, and, and all that stuff or pushing the boat 200 yards out because it's too skinny, you know, yeah. while they're sitting in it, you know? So, I mean, you know, they, you still have some guys, but, but yeah, I mean, any guy, any guide would be lying if they said that they, it didn't bother them <clears> to some, you know, to some extent, you know, because well, again, that's your time. Um, that's your hard work. And to me, you know, man's worth his time or woman, uh, man or woman's worth their time and, and worth their work. And, and if, yeah, we're you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and if, if you're going to go out there and you're going to give 110%, which we do, you know, then, yeah, it, yeah, it would be nice to get, you know, 
you know, it, it really bothers me, um, especially, uh, because it's, you know, it's not necessarily my money, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's not, when you got a guy helping you out, you know, and, and you see, you know, like you said, the biggest thing is, you know, moving. I mean, I can tell you, um, Saturdays are rough. You know, you've hunted six days in a row. Yeah. Uh, most of us are, you know, setting 15 alarms to get out of bed. Yeah. Because the only time you can really scout is in the evening, you know, late at night. And yep. So your decoys are going to be a mess because you're not taking them out the boat to go scout. So you go sit out there until it's dark, ride back in, um, you know, resituate your decoys. Boat maintenance is, you know, like yeah, the end of me. Uh, you're <laughs> always you're always messing with the boat at nine ten o'clock at night, and then you know you're getting up at three in the morning. Right. And uh, you know you see the work because like Jake's right there with me. You know what I mean? I mean it's not a it, one person can't do it, and then. Right you know, you go out there and you do everything you can to make these guys have a great day. And then when they don't, you know, I, I think a lot of times it pisses me off more than it does Jake because it's like, it's just, you know. But at the same time, I will say this. I do think some of the time, not all the time, but some of the time, I do think it's not um perfect example. You were talking about uh, getting a tattoo, right? Yeah. I don't have any tattoos. Never been to a tattoo parlor. Um, I didn't even know that that you know that was a thing. You, I well, mean, that, I probably well, would. well, that's because Hawker's Island probably doesn't have that. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> I mean, they can, you could probably get a tattoo, but it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I, I I probably would, especially if I liked it. But like, I didn't know that was a customary thing. Um, you know, and so I think that is some of it. Some of the time that. Right people don't understand and you know uh guys like that especially you know young guys um yeah i can't tell you how many times i've seen people you know pay and then they'll go back to the truck and then they you know they're coming and flagging you down and they didn't tip and they're like hey man i didn't know i was supposed to you know here's 20 percent, you know stuff like that um i I don't always think it's malicious or they're trying to say something and you know, if you've been with me and you didn't tip and you didn't know or whatever, I don't hate you. I don't. Right. I don't think any less of you. Right. Um, right. <laughs> nothing like that. And you know, if doing this, I, I think really the I kind of see the direction of this podcast, and I, I think it's really great because I, you tell me if I'm wrong, but it kind of seems like to educate people. Of, you know. Yeah. I I want somebody that, to listen to this podcast, and and when they listen to this, I want them to to understand what, what it's like to depend on a wild animal that you can't put on a string at the end of the day, because at the end, you know, when you really break it down, man, like you and Jake, you and Jake train dogs in the off season and you hunt duck living. We talk about this all the time. We're so dumb. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I got it daily. Yeah. I got a question for y'all. Um, yes, sir. So when you take clients out, um, yep. I mean, and this is going off my experience when I was out there and uh, other okay. guides that I've went and used. Um, as far as do you do, you guys like it when people help you set up, 
or tear down or would you i mean i know like i kind of got the vibe and this is just my personal opinion like whenever we went out there you were like hey you guys here's the blind you know me and my helper we're gonna we're gonna set up and then when we you know packed when we shot our limit for the day we ended up you know going out there and helping you guys roll the raft up and put it in the boat and stuff like that do you guys are do you guys like that do you appreciate that or, or is that something you kind of wish that people got or uh, customers yes just... and no um, yes and no i mean i you know when we're putting them out we probably think the same way about this but when we're putting them out just go to your blind and get ready you know there's a method to the madness yeah right? uh, you know you know decoy placement is paramount um so yeah when, when we're you know we you know, I, I know what Reed's going to want to do. Reed knows what, what I'm doing. We literally speak very few words to each other. You know, yeah. we've We're, done it enough. We, but ma- The majority of the time, we make a plan the night before. We literally have, when we go to sleep, know how we're going to set the decoys out in the morning. Right. The majority of the time. Right. Now, yep. this year, the weatherman, I hope the weatherman's listening to this. Yeah, you are terrible. He needs to get kicked in the balls. You are terrible. I have never in my life seen somebody get the wind wrong five out of seven days. And one of the days got right was Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You're terrible. Get a new job. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Um, So this is one thing is um, I really, as uh, I guess you could say mature as a guide, um, that a thing that I didn't understand that I kind of do now, um, some guys really like it. You know what I mean? They, they're in it. These are what we call the experience hunter, right? Um, he wants to be involved in everything. Um, is it a little bit, you know, the answer to that, to answer your question for me is, no, um, I, I normally don't, uh, I, I don't like it when clients help other than like, you know, when you guys came out, it was, it started blowing really bad and, you know, right before we left yeah. and we needed the help to hold the boat still. Um, because you know, when you're pulling in 300 decoys on a net, um, you, you have to have somebody help position the boat if it's, if it's blowing more than 15 or 20. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, no, packing up? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Packing up? Come on and help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but at the same time, um, in the morning, I know it. this probably sounds bad, but really I don't want to talk to anybody. Um, I'm tired, especially January on a Saturday. Oh, God, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. Anyone can tell you, excuse my language, but I'm I'm a dick bag. Um, it, you can say <laughs> dick bag on this podcast. It's okay. approved. It's approved language. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm over it. Um, you know, I think we do a pretty good job of you know being happy and you know keeping it upbeat and that kind of stuff. You guys hunted with us in January, so you know, yeah, we got a box. So let me know. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, when especially first thing in the morning, we're trying to get you. We're, really, we're trying to figure out how late we can sleep to get you in the blind on time. Um, that's the biggest right. <laughs> debate. <normally>. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, it is uh, when you get the guys that want the help. I always try to. I always try 
to figure out what they can do to help to not screw it up the most. Um, right. And that's, you know, like throwing singles is normally really good. Um, I get father-son combos all the time um, that are, you know, dad's busy. A lot of times they're businessmen. Um, they used to duck hunt a lot, maybe in college, that kind of stuff. Um, but he doesn't have the time to scout, do that kind of stuff. And he, he wants his kid to have a good hunt. I've got regulars to do that every year. Um, you guys know who you are. Love y'all, by the way. Um, but these guys love to – he wants his son to know, you know, you don't just pay somebody to show up and shoot first. Right. Um, yeah. I, I've even had him be like, you know, we love killing them, but, you know, it, it can't be like this all the time, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, it, those guys, I understand it. It doesn't upset me. Or it never upset me because, you know, you can't be like, hey, can I help? And you're like, no. What you know? No, they'd be mad about it. No, I mean it doesn't work like that. But you know, sometimes it's you know, hey, can I help? And then they grab the bottom of the net and rip it out, and then it's in the ball. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that can get frustrating and stuff like that. But if you want to help, there is always a job that you know can be. You can help, and you can get the experience, and you can set the decoys up. And a lot of times, like that, is people that want to learn. You know, sometimes it's just guys that don't want their son to think that you just pay for everything and i really respect it either way yeah um yeah but i the, mean i'm sure there's like the main thing is, is ask the guide um yeah don't just yeah. start you know what i mean yeah and um, I, sometimes i don't know like like we, me and robert went to arkansas um i think three years ago was it three years ago yeah robert? two or three two or, yeah I, yeah i mean and I mean, we helped, um, you know, move the spread, you know, and, and make um, adjustments to the spread. But, I mean, it's almost like you feel obligated to hunt when you're, you know, doing snow geese or something because you, they got, yeah. you know, 1,500, 2,000 decoys out. I mean, and you got one guy trying to move all these yeah. things. you just kind of sitting there on your hands waiting for him to move, like, 500 yeah. decoys. I mean. Yeah, we, we did the same thing. <laughs> uh, they were dying. It's a lot different. I, I have never in my life hated snapping something so bad as when we move spreads. And <laughs> those guys are, uh, I'll give them all the credit in the world. If you pick up 2,000 singles a day, yeah, you're, you're a man. You are a man. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to engage. I, I really want to make sure that I get this on this podcast. So I, I want to talk a little bit about a, a couple of experiences that, that I've had here in North Carolina um, and, okay. and, and kind of elaborate that and, and, and allow that to open up a new conversation uh, from y'all's point of view being, being um, let me use the word legit. So um, there, there's <laughs> been a couple of times that, you know, in working with the nonprofit that, that Cody and I worked with where um, we would have, you know, some, somebody offered to, to take some, some folks out on a hunt, a guided hunt, yeah, a quote unquote guided hunt. And, you know, they're, you're basically, um, you know, the, the organization's paying to, to send some individuals out uh, as part of a nonprofit gig and they go out there and they hunt and, you know, it, it's totally, it's totally Bobo, man. I mean, like from it's eight up from the plate up and, you know, me being, you know, somewhat knowledgeable and experienced, I understand that there are certain things that, um, that a guy who's running a guide service in North Carolina and really anywhere um, is is held to from an obligation standpoint. One of those things is a, is a Coast Guard captain's license. And 
what I've seen a lot is that there's uh, there's a lot of these we'll call them fly by night duck guides that yeah. maybe they have a boat maybe they have permission on a piece of shoreline maybe they have whatever and they a guide service appears out of nowhere overnight and is advertising on every Facebook forum imaginable. Um, they book a they book a season full of hunts and every single hunt that they book with that it, it you know the clients are you know, they they haven't done their homework and, you know, they're, they're upset. The, the, the clients are, are pissed off. And honestly, man, I think it fucking ruins the guide industry uh, for folks like you um, that have taken the time, made the investment um, and, and done things legitimately. I mean, you and you and Jay and, and Jake and you guys that, that help it, y'all have spent years. Um, and there's, there's a lot of great guides, you know, Andy Bates, another one, you know, that, that have put in the time and, you know, Ryan Peden, again, another one that just comes to mind that, you know, they have time to get their captain's license to do everything legitimately, carry charter insurance and all of these things that these fly by night dudes aren't doing. And, and what I, a lot of people are like, well, fuck that. I'm not going on a guided hunt because, you know, it's, it's, it's just bullshit. You know, how does that affect you and, and your experiences and, and, you know, the clients that you take, if, have they shared similar experiences? Um, what would you say to the, somebody who's, who's looking, what are some things to look for? Um, you know, what are questions to ask? You know, things like that from your perspective. Um, so, <laughs> I don't think we really, as far as cl- clients, I don't think we really hear any, like, bashing or, you know, complaining anyways. Um, um, well, I'm... You normally get four or five a year. There's one guy that comes to mind that's down here by me. Um, but um, I, you hear a little complaining, and honestly, I don't uh, I understand where you're coming from. I most of the time wouldn't say I shut it down, but I just you know change the subject. Right. Um, yeah. For for the reason that <clears throat> professional I'm, courtesy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna bash anybody. No, we don't want, I don't want you to bash anybody directly. Um, you know, I guess yeah. my thing is, you know, what are you, what is your take? Let me ask a more direct question. You know, what is your take on, on the people that haven't put in that time to, um, invest in and obtaining the proper licensure and, and doing the right thing by way of insurance? Because ultimately, man, that's a safety concern too. Um, if someone Absolutely. were to get hurt on that vessel, um, you know, the appropriate insurance and things like that. Man, I'm going to be honest with you that those guys have, kahunas that need to be carried around in wheelbarrows because the irs scares the hell out of me um right they catch you you're getting audited but and uh that to me i mean good god not to mention if something went wrong i mean lawsuit after law anyways um the the big thing for me is is if you do that um, the, I guess the advice is, is the best way to, if you're looking to go on a duck hunt in North Carolina, um, I think everyone here has hunted other places, right? Right. Yeah. North Carolina is not necessarily a, what you would call a destination for waterfowl, right? Um, it, Great. There are some great opportunities there, but it's not. It's not North Dakota. Um, yeah. Well, it's different. Different opportunities, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but you know, we're not a. 
we're not a uh, destination is the wrong way of putting it. You know, there are some really cool things you can do in North Carolina that you can't do many places. Um, that was the wrong way of putting that, but it, it's not. Um, it's not considered or regarded as a waterfowl mecca necessarily. Yeah, exactly. it's not, yeah, it's not exactly. like Arkansas, you yeah. know, or Mississippi. Yeah, that that that's what I was trying to get and put my foot in my mouth totally. But um, <laughs> the, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is you are not. Um, so I'm sorry. Like I said, I didn't prepare for this. We didn't get free questions. This is. <laughs> um, I told you I was going to drill you, man. I, I want to get into the shit of the uh, the shit of the industry, and I really want to expound upon this to where somebody listens um, to it. And I, what what I would say, you know, I think, and this is something that you would probably you probably direction you are going. If you're a guy out there and you're looking to go on a hunt, or a girl and you're looking to you know go on a hunt, the first question that I ask is, do you have your captain's license, and are you registered yeah, yeah. with the state? Um, you know, don't do yourself a favor, um, from, you know, a potential safety hazard all the way through anything else Vet your guide. I mean, there's a, there is a great resource here in North Carolina. There's a bunch of good guides. Um, there's a bunch of fly by night folks too, just making sure that you're doing it the right way. Um, and that's just, so, that's, that's where I wanted to get to. So I've, I've kind of collected my thoughts a little bit. remember where my train of thought was going, um, there are a ton of people in North Carolina who aren't necessarily, you know, killing a lot of birds, but right. it's a population of duck hunters. It's pretty big. Um, yeah. So the, the one thing is, is getting clients for anybody is not very hard in North Carolina. Um, you can, you know, have a normal job advertise on, you know, 20 different sites and, blow up everybody's you know notifications and um you, you know you can get the hunt it's not a problem um the the big thing is getting the the repeat you know the the people that come back with you every year yeah. and if you're a guy and you're looking for you're looking for a a guy to take you hunting the the number one thing I would say is, and I know this is a little backwards because uh, as I'm sure you guys know, B&B has a pretty, pretty damn big social media platform. Yeah. Right. Um, the majority of our business doesn't come from social media. Um, the majority of that, and you, we're not like a lot of guides where, you know, it's just every day you post a stack of birds and, you know, it might be from two weeks ago. It might've been the stack changed up and whatever it's pretty honest and uh, a lot of what that is is letting our clients know hey this has been a good week you know expect something good you know hey follow us on social media you'll you'll get the honest truth of i mean i've seen pictures with one bird um you know what i mean jason and that's really the reason for that all that social media stuff and jay's pretty good at taking pictures and the goat i love you um but he's you know He's always posting stuff, and he's pretty pretty good at it. But uh, anyways, I we, I, uh, I respect that. I respect whenever a a guide service can you know post a picture of like, hey, we killed one bird today. You know, it was rough out there. Yeah. Like, absolutely, most, dude. It's transparency. 
Yeah. And so the the thing, the biggest thing I would look out for is don't just, you know, see something on NC Waterfowl or whatever and be like, oh, this is great, you know, look at all these kill pictures and, you know, the guy's got a beard in two of the pictures and clean shaven and 17 in another picture and, you know, (laughs) I saw some of them today, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) Where... You know, three years worth of pictures. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and the, another thing is, go to a guy. This drives me nuts. When you hunt all of eastern North Carolina, you hunt swamps, you hunt open water, you hunt impoundments, you hunt everything, and you're one dude. You, you can't scout that good. I don't give a damn who you are and how much ass yeah. you got to back it up. You cannot scout all of that. Um, no. You know, I, I can tell you. We hunt 11 miles. It is all you can do to keep track of them birds on 11 miles. Yeah. Uh, Canada goose hunting one day, uh, hunting a wood duck call the next day, and then going and trying to shoot redheads the third day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a crapshoot. Go for a guy. And I, this is to Jay's credit. Look, Jay's the mastermind of everything. There's no question about that. Um, he What he's done is he found people that were really good at certain things, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we hunt we hunt different types of birds. We hunt blackheads, we hunt buffaloes, we hunt redheads, we hunt the sea ducks. You know, I guess that's really the main thing. Um, and, but Jay has found people that are really good and they do one thing. You know what I mean? It's, you know, Jay and Carson, they hunt the sea ducks. Or Jay kind of is floating around now, but, um, you know... Carson, hunt, he, they hunt sea ducks. Um, they go out there and they stay on those sea ducks. And if you go with them, you're going to hunt sea ducks. Yep. You know, later on in the year, sometimes they'll open up blinds out there. And, you know, one of them will take one, one will take the other. And they stay on them. They know exactly what they're doing, you know, and they're good at it. I I don't hunt sea ducks. You know, I, I hunt redheads and I stay on the banks and I, I find the redheads and I stay on them. And, you know, so having... A guide service with multiple guides that do different things is one thing, but stay away because the majority of the time, if you have a guy that's saying he's doing all that, what it is is he's, you know, a feed monitor or wherever, and he goes hunting on the weekends, and he's got some friends, and he does different things, and, you know, one of his buddies has a wood duck hole, one of his buddies has an impoundment, and, you know, he's gone out and hunted redheads a couple times, and, you call him up and you say, hey, I want to hunt redheads. Yeah, man, no problem. We we can go there. And he meets you at the boat ramp in the morning and drives out there because he killed birds right there in 1927. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they sit, they sit out in the middle and, you know, shoot at birds and then get run off by the angry core sounders. And it, it turns into a nightmare. And then you got clients that are bad-mouthing you on Facebook. And yeah. There are plenty of good guides in North Carolina. Plenty of them. Tell me about um, tell me about tell me about that uh, that some issues that you've had with uh, I guess the the local hunters or um, I mean I know that you had mentioned something about someone cutting your blind down one time or something like that stealing your fucking decoys yeah yeah um, so the best way I can describe Parker's Island to you is it's the nicest meanest community in the world. Um, best friends hate each other for two months out of the year. 
Um, it's a really doggy dog world out there. Um, and, you know, most everybody gets along, honestly. Um, but, you know, there there's issues and uh, they get dealt with a special way out there. Um, and, and, you know, I've, so I can tell you I brought some of that on myself when I was younger and uh, some of it was complete and total BS, but, uh, you know, it's, a uh, it, it's just kind of the way it is out there. Um, I don't know how much longer it's going to be that way. You know, I know a couple guys got popped pretty good for it last year. Um, and I, I think we've got a game warden that's going to clean it up. And, you know, th- to this point, uh, when you're a guide um, and you're successful, um, and I think we're pretty successful out there, everyone, the jealousy is ridiculous. Um, right. And, like, you know, Cody, you remember, I think it was a Merganza or something that you guys gripped. Yeah. Um, and we're out there, and we're not, we're not even taking a gun to shoot cripples in the boat because we – when you are in a spot where you're being as successful as what we've been, um, just wait. You go you go shoot birds off the boat, even though they're crippled. It's the ethical thing to do. You know, just wait. You're going to get a ticket in the mail because somebody's going to go, oh, yeah, there, there's that guy that's been, you know, shooting all the birds. I'm going to video them. And, you know, you just have to be so careful as a guy to do everything right. There's yeah. plenty of bad stuff that happens on the sound, um, and you know it, that is what it is. Um, <laughs> I wish I could. We do know it. that water's <laughs> yellow in places. Yeah, I, I wish I could do it. I'd kill more ducks. Uh, make my life a whole lot easier. Wouldn't have to scout. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, the, ra- uh, the random, the random canvas back decoy floating out by itself. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you, you know. Being a guide, you're just not privileged to be able to do that kind of stuff because, you know, it's one thing if, oh, you get popped and you can't hunt for two years and, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go turn it yellow in three years. Um, it's another thing when it's your livelihood. And uh, like I've told you before, I'm not willing to risk it on really anything. Well, that, um, you, you get back to your reputation, too. Yeah, yeah. that's it all circles back to, to the name that you've built for yourself and, um, right. you know, the, the reputation yeah, your you brand is your brand, you know, your brand's your brand and your brand's what you make it. And if, you know, if you're going to shit on it, then why even have it, you know? And, right. um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, my family only gave me one last name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's not only, you know, yourself that you're representing, but you're, you're representing, you know, the company that you work for, the guys that you help out, you know? Um, the people to help get you there. So I mean, you gotta you gotta remember that stuff. You know, um, keep it classy. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to be a dirtbag to kill a duck. No. Yeah, and I, that's the other thing is, uh, I can tell you, believe it or not, you can kill birds legally on <laughs> Core Sound. You can do it. Yep. And you know, I there's a lot of laziness. Um, and that, that's what a lot of that comes down to is, you know, you're not willing to sit out there every evening, um, and, and do your, do your homework and, 
you know, what you have to do to kill birds. Right. Um, so you just go dump, you know, a thousand pound of corn in front of your blind and, you know, the game warden's probably going to get stuck before he gets there. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, it, 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 you can, you can do it, but you just can't be lazy. And, you know, you guys follow us on social media. Uh, I always hashtag the right way. Um, and I, I believe it. I believe in it. Um, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. Uh, I might suck at it. I might be completely talentless, but I'm at least going to try and do it the right way. All right, Starts with a smile. Yeah. All right. So uh, two questions for you guys. Um, first question is, uh, or oh, so it's two, not even two questions. One thing I'm going to state. One, you guys, you can go ahead and uh, put me and Robert down for a day this year. Just let us know when uh, you got some openings. And then <laughs> Probably two, zero openings. Um, They're popular. Yeah, I know. And then two, if uh, if anybody out there wanted to um, book a hunt with you guys this year, if you had any openings, and I know that you guys, if you have last minute openings, you guys always post it on Facebook or social media, um, saying, "Hey, we got room for two or three or four, whatever for this day." You know, last minute hunts, people backing out. Um, so, who can they contact to book a hunt with you guys? Um, is Facebook a good way to get in touch with you, or you know, directly calling you? No, call the goat. Yeah. Uh, Jay Boone, the man with the uh, plan. Yeah, two five two seven two five seven 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 seven. Seven seven seven. Okay. Four sevens at the end. Um, Say that one more time. It's a two five two seven two five seven 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 seven. Jay I Boone. Down. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's a busy man this time of year, but uh, if you hound him enough, uh, I'm. I don't think we're booked up yet. Um, we're we're pretty damn close. Actually, um, pretty close. You know, we actually being up here, we had a a buddy that we've met, the Godfather. If you're listening, we love you. <laughs> um, we've nicknamed him the Godfather. Um, but anyways, he's you know he's just like, man, I'd I'd love to come hunt down there. Uh, so we're really gonna try to make that happen. And I was looking at my calendar and I was like. Wow, okay. Um, normally, like I said, we have so much repeat business um, that those guys come back every year. Um, Pretty quickly. Yeah, so like when the season dates come out, they just call us up and we start putting them down. Um, I, I I think there are some dates left, and there's some good dates left. Um, uh, you tell us when to come, and that's when we'll be there. Yeah, just you just, just let me know when it yeah, is. Yeah, you know how to get a hold of us. Yeah, you got my number. I think I got his number. Contrary to Cody's belief, I do think I have his number. (laughs) Well, hey, I know you got my Snapchat. Snapchat me at like 12.45 a.m. 12.45 a.m.? Yeah, last night. Yeah, he just warmed up some leftovers. You know what it is. (laughs) Oh, um, You 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 remember it's a three-hour time difference, right? Or two-hour time difference? No, it's just an hour. Um, Oh, okay. what happens is the... We have terrible signal at oh, our house. So bad. So, like, I'll randomly get woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning by a bunch of Snapchats. And I'm like, who is doing this? And it's like, you know, from you can tell it's daylight outside. Oh, um, yeah. So that's probably what's happening. Yeah, the so, video, I, I got the Snapchat at, like, 12.45 a.m. I was, like, asleep, and I, my phone started going off. And I was like, man, who is snapping oh, this? Yeah, like, but, but the video was daylight, and I was like, man, he, where's he at? It's daylight still. <laughs> Well, let me put it to you this, this way. Is we, had to drive, 
Yeah, we had to drive into town to make this happen. <laughs> so, like, it'll randomly, I guess enough people shut their phones off that Snapchats will randomly go out in the middle of the night. Um, sorry. <laughs> Listen, we guys. We uh we we went just a hair over our little hour that we usually try to plan for. Um, so we'll we'll go ahead and cut you loose here in a minute. But um, <laughs> listen, man, I from the bottom of our hearts, man, we respect the hell out of what you guys do. Um, you guys B and B waterfowl, and you know Jake is one of our gunners, and um, you know we just we appreciate you guys and everything that you do for us on a personal level. Um, and Absolutely. y'all go way out of your way for us and uh, and our company and you guys are, are doing a great thing um for the community and, and doing it the right way and so that's why we're we're very excited to have you guys uh, so appreciate it thank you thank you yeah absolutely thank you, thank you thank you guys we we enjoyed talking to you you know we get a what do you call it uh it gets kind of lonely out here <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be lonely at podcastonly.com Thank you. <laughs> Thank God. Reed's, oh, Reed's looking really sexy about right now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. All right. We're going to let y'all get to it. <laughs> leave, leave, right. leave my dog alone. Yeah. <laughs> no peanut butter Earth in the truck. I'll try to make it even creepier. What did you say? You said they're in safe hands. Oh, yeah. They're in safe hands. All right, guys. All right. Uh, y'all have, we'll a see y'all. One, have a good one, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye.